I hope you are gathering great information from our parenting experts. And if you're just joining us on Raising Christian Kids, please listen to the previous episodes for great advice on discipline. The question I have for you is, do you know who is responsible for your children and their actions? Would you be surprised to know it's not you? And if it's not you, who then? We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello, friends. Welcome back. And please remember to check out our RaisingChristianKids.com website. We are now a nonprofit organization seeking to help and walk alongside parents and grandparents, ministry leaders, anyone who is raising this next generation. We have helpful Christian parenting resources. And please leave a review and rate us. If you have done so already, thank you so very much. We truly appreciate it. My team and I appreciate you taking the time to do so. So who is responsible for your children's actions? As parents, we may think that how our children act or behave is a direct reflection on our parenting skills or lack thereof. And in some instances, this may be true. We may find ourselves making excuses when they behave badly in front of others. I'm sure you've heard, or maybe you've said, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Timmy is overtired, I really should have given him a nap, or it's just a phase that he's going through, or he's trying to get my attention, that's why he's behaving this way. Well, maybe your child doesn't know any better, but once they do, guess what? They are responsible for their choices and their actions, not you. We are responsible to them, to take care of them, to love them, to guide them, to teach them between right and wrong, to help lead them to Christ. But once they know between right and wrong, what is acceptable or unacceptable, they are responsible for their actions, their choices, and the words they speak, even little ones. When they deliberately choose to do wrong, it's not our fault. We should not make excuses or always be ready to bail them out. Bobby's mom told him twice to stop playing around and to go put his shin guards in his soccer bag. She reminded him, if you forget your shin guards, you don't get to practice and the coach won't let you play in the next game. You know, he says, yeah, mom, okay, I will in a minute. After school, the neighbors came to pick him up with their son to go to soccer practice. Bobby opened up his bag and realized he had no shin guards. He didn't listen to his mom. I bet he never forgot his shin guards again. Natural consequences are good tools in our disciplining arsenal. My daughter had no choice but to suffer the natural consequence of her decisions. She had torn her ACL during soccer practice and had to have surgery. And it was a painful recovery for her and for me. Then just three months after surgery, she went to a high school party at someone's house. Her and her friend ran out the back door and jumped over the fence. And when she landed on the ground, she tore her brand new ACL. She had to have surgery all over again, only three months later. She knew how much trouble she would be in, so her only thought was not to get caught at that party. When we issue a consequence for bad behavior, inevitably, we will be upset and we will want to cave in. And when we do, we are teaching our kids that our words don't matter. Lena learned from the natural consequence of having to have that surgery again. 
I've been saying we are not responsible for our children's actions once they know between right and wrong. But there is one area where we are held responsible for their actions. When it comes to the law, the laws of society says that parents are legally responsible for their minor children's actions in civil and criminal court, regardless of whether the actions were intentional or accidental. I feel sorry for the parents who've done all they could and their children still don't listen or obey and they come home and they find a party at their house their teenagers are having and another child gets hurt and these people get sued. It's so sad and, it, and you don't want that to happen to you. We don't want that to happen to any parent. This is why it's so critical that we discipline them early and that we stay on them when they do something wrong and don't let them slide. Colossians 3.25 states, For he who does wrong will receive the consequence of the wrong which he has done and without partiality. Here are some helpful guidelines to remember. We need to be clear about our expectations and what is expected from our children. Make sure they understand what they can and can't do and what the rules of the house are and sit down and make up the rules of the house with them. We need to provide guidance and support without being overbearing. We need to let them make mistakes and learn from them. Don't rescue them or bail them out. We need to encourage them to be independent and responsible. We need to instill in them the values of honesty, integrity, and respect for others. We need to encourage them to think for themselves and to make their own decision. We need to be patient with our children as they learn to make responsible choices and praise them when they do. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.